This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. And welcome to episode 13 of Liz in Detroit. My name is Michael DeRay. I am going to be your host. We are going to talk with Liz in just a second. Like I just said, this is episode 13, which we know now because there have been gremlins in the system. And that's why we're starting late. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at Liz, L-I-Z in Detroit or on Facebook and which is facebook.com backslash Liz in Detroit. With that, I'd like to introduce Elizabeth Tintinelli. Thanks, everyone. Great to have you listening. Let's hope you're listening for episode 13. Um, very happy to have a friend mortgage lender with me today by the name of Wilkin Lai. He works with a mortgage company that I've done quite a few deals with um, in condo sales in Detroit, which is First Independent Bank. But I have him here today for a completely different reason. He's doing some really cool stuff in Midtown, and I was very happy to invite him to talk more about this project that he's working on. It's his own personal um, development project. So, Wilkin, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. So, tell us, uh, you um, had an open house, what, a couple weeks ago? Tell us this this project is actually one of your own personal residences, right? Yeah, um, I can. Well, the open house was a preview open house um, because it's not completely finished, and um, really invited a lot of um, friends, clients, uh, coworkers, that type of thing, just to get feedback. Um, but uh, it is a first and foremost a, a personal project. Um, I really we we purchased the. The building, um, it's a four-unit building in Midtown um, about eight years ago. And really, when we purchased it, we purchased it to be our home. And, and, and that that's really what it's been for us, um, both home. I've raised uh, our three, three boys there and had my office there as well for the past eight years. So um, it's kind of been uh, a bit of an adventure, I sure. guess. How did you even come about the thought of um, creating this into like a for sale development project? Like, is it, is it something when you've pur- purchased it that you thought that this would you would hope would be available and possible down the, run, the you know down the line? Like, what was your process to come about creating this project? Um, it really wasn't my intention when we purchased it, um, but I guess it was about. A year and a half ago, I was actually working on um, helping my neighbor, who has a, a three-unit building, um, process selling it as a three-unit building, and um, really coming across um, the whole issue of the fact that there's not that many um, comps for for multi-unit buildings. And so that process, um, plus, I guess, the amount of work that we had already done up to that point um, contributed to the thought that, well, I guess I do a, a lot of lending in for condos in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we could actually turn our place into condos. So how many? Okay, so originally, how large was it? Was it a single family residence originally? Yeah. So in eighteen ninety one, and I 
I found this out um, actually recently, but um, it was built in 1891 uh, as a uh, single-family home, and it was actually uh, a reverend of the First Congregational Church hmm. that was the, the original owner, <clears throat> him and his, his family. Um, and then through the course of over 100 years, uh, it was, you know, re reconfigured into into multi unit space. I mean it just it's it's so large. It's I, I would say forty five hundred, five thousand square feet. Nice big. Um yeah. it's it's a really large building. So it's really hard to imagine how one family could <laughs> occupy the whole space. Um so uh so yeah when we when we purchased it it was designated as four units. Um we 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 kind of re- restructured it, um, but we kept it as as four units. And then, how did you come about? Um, you said that there it was kind of already split up when you purchased it. So, how did you decide what improvements, um, updates, uh, whether it be you know mechanical plumbing that you had to do to get this as you felt to be in a good sellable state? You know, going from rental to condo. Um. Yeah, so actually originally when we purchased it, um, we had John Bigger, who some of you may be familiar with. He's um architect. I think he, he worked on the GAR, GAR building. He's done a number of large projects, and um, he's, I think, one of the owners at Research Lofts. He was actually um, our architect, and so he helped us process just what would be the best use of the space and 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 how to divide it up and where to put entrances and, and all of that. Um, so originally, um, when we purchased it, um, we had that. We had the drawings. We did all of the, the gut work, um, electrical, plumbing, mechanical, and then um, and basically had it as, as nice rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for, I guess, about five or six years, we've, you know, we've just been living there and renting the other three units out. Um, and then as far as with the conversion, then for the most part, we've just basically stuck to the, you know, the structure that we had converted it to because um, it, it's worked out well. Um, and so from there, it's mainly been like finishes, um, updating, you know, updating some things. But, you know, in terms of, you know, the 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 guts um we you know we really did put a lot into the building sure um up front so did you find that now with the conversion are you faced with any obstacles from a certificate of occupancy or certificate of compliance standpoint with the city that you know if you talk to a lot of inspectors you know the they say like you know properties when you know they're their mechanical and updates are more so based upon the time in which they were originally built. And if there wasn't any kind of like upgrades, you kind of have to take that into effect, you know, when you are, you know, buying, say, like an older home. But when it comes to this kind of a conversion project, did you find that you there's some things that you were required to do by the city that you didn't necessarily think that you would need to by updating and code-wise? Well, I mean, the whole process has basically um, been working working with the city. And, you know, I mean, we've, you know, we've kind of all along the way 
have gotten, you know, um, everything cleared, you know, permits and that thing for like the plumbing, electrical, mechanicals, um, all of that. So that process has been, I, I would say, like everyone expects and, sure. you know, the challenges that, that you face when you're dealing with, you know, the city and the municipalities. Um, but uh, as far as, um, I guess, as far as the challenges, um, I don't want to speak about them on air. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Well, I just think you could, if it's a, it's a viable information as, you know, and when we get close to the end of the show, I'd like for you to share, you know, the contact information. You said you had a website, you know, for the property because there could be people out there with similar projects in the city but don't necessarily have a way to navigate and maybe they'll want to reach out to you to find out how you did it as a, as a, as a means to get information for them to possibly do the same thing. Um, you said four units. Now, how, what are the sizes of those units and what you've established as your your pricing for those spaces? What are they now? Um, okay, so I'll just label them as unit one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, one being a bi-level, the first floor and the basement. Um, and then on the second floor, there's a two-bedroom, one bath, which is unit two. Um, a smaller one bedroom, one bath, which we call unit three. And then on the third floor is unit four, which is a two bedroom, two bath. Um, and I have uh, determined price points for two, three, and four. Um, I haven't yet for one, um, which partly is because one isn't, we're not, um, I'm not showing that right now. It just, mm-hmm. um, we've got a number of things that still. Well, it's still under construction. Yeah. 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 Um, but two, uh, the two bedroom, one bath is, um, according to the plans, 854 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's bigger, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, according to the plans. <laughs> so, um, and that the, the price points 225, um, and then, uh, Parking spaces are additional, and, and parking spaces are are, are at ten thousand um, per space. And then unit three is a one bedroom, one bath, uh, three hundred and fifty square feet. Um, I'm at one twenty five, and then the two bedroom, two bath is at a um, thousand fifty square feet, and that's at um, two sixty. Um, I have gotten a lot of feedback about the unit four, which is on the third floor, um, our little penthouse, if you will. It's a great space, um, folks. It's, it's a great space. and Really charming. Got lots of great attributes, lots of character. Um, I think I'm underpriced on that, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the, the prices right now. So That's great. And then... There's another great attribute that these units do have that you didn't mention, and that is outdoor balconies. <laughs> yep. Every every uh, unit has its own space. Um, the third floor has a private balcony. Um, the second floor has a shared balcony, but, I mean, each each unit will have has its designated space, um, but it's... And that's huge because if people have been looking a lot in the midtown and and um, downtown areas, there's very few places that actually offer um, 
some kind of an outdoor access, whether it be a balcony or a patio. So I think that's a huge attribute that your places can um, offer people that they won't necessarily find in other projects. And that, to me, is huge. Not to mention its location, because the building's located off of Forest between 3rd and 2nd. It's the heart of the Dally in the Alley. Yeah. It's a um, great, great location. And one thing I want to add is just I mean, we did a lot of work on Unit 1's um, outdoor space in the back. Um, one thing that my wife said to me when we first moved in was we had a, we had a big parking lot, which kind of tells you how, how much parking is at a premium over there. Um, she was like, we are not going to move in here and not have a yard. <laughs> so we basically turned half of the parking lot into a yard. And now we, you know, we've put brick pavers on so it, it can be used as parking, but it's also um, nice uh, yard space. We've got two garden garden areas as well. So, so that w- would that be exclusive for Unit 1? That is exclusive for Unit 1. Very nice. When do you anticipate that... That unit will be ready for people to view. I'm hoping in a month. Woo. So. That's great. And then from the time point, say from the interest that you've gotten from your open house, if you happen to find somebody who's interested and puts, you know, puts in an offer, obviously um, there's – because you yourself are a mortgage lender and you've probably um, – put this kind of program together with First Independent Bank, the the bank itself can actually also offer financing for the project. So what kind of financing, because of this unique situation, will people more than likely find if they're looking to get a mortgage for purchase? Um, sure. With As with about 70% of the condos in, in Detroit, um, most of them are, n- are not eligible for conventional financing because Detroit has such a strong rental market. So um, our bank has developed a portfolio program uh, for condos in Detroit and I guess Wayne, Oakland, Macomb, but really uh, mainly targeting Detroit for um, for its development. And uh, basically, the I guess the, the terms that we're offering, minimum um, 10% down payment, Credit scores starting at 680 um, for primary residents. Funds can be, you know, all gift, um, and then and then we're offering three to ten one um, arms with thirty year amortization, or we have a ten year fixed. That's great. That's great. Do you Com- have anything? Competitive rates. Um, I think <laughs> most of our rates for primary residents are under four percent right now. That's fantastic. That's really great. Um, a big question that a lot of people have in this kind of conversion project is what they anticipate their overall fees are going to be. So with these being condos, obviously there's a monthly HOA fee that will be tacked on with each individual space um, as well as the property taxes because those will be separate as well. Can you talk to us about what you anticipate where you know the tax rate will be if you know as well as what the monthly expected carrying charges will be sure um homeowners association fees for the little unit number three at 125 the two bedrooms both at 250 and then the larger um by level unit one at 375 
um, for the HO, HOA fees. And what would that include? That includes water, um, the insurance for the whole structure, um, the building, and then um, includes uh, cleaning uh, of common areas, common areas, um, snow removal. There's there's a little bit of grass cutting that mm-hmm. will take place in the front. In the back would be mostly unit one's you know responsibility to take care of that that area. So, um, but it would in, you know it would include that as well, and then a reserve for future maintenance. Well, I'm excited for more of you to get a chance to see this project when you can. So. Before um, I go into a little bit of my spiel, Wilkin, please tell us how people can get in contact you, with you if they're interested in this project. Um, best is to go to our website, and then my contact information is there. It's www.658wforest.com. Um, and then from there, my email and my phone um, you can get in touch with me, however. But to be honest, right now I'm at the building a lot, sure. and um, I'm you know available to to show it. So um, please feel free. And just for those of you that might be other agents on there, um, Wilkin doesn't have an exclusive listing with anybody out there, but he's willing to pay a commission to buyers' agents. So clients, if you're out there working with an agent. Please let them know that this could be an interesting project for you and make appointments to see this with Wilkin. Well, that brings us back to me and Liz in Detroit and some other listings that I've got going on. Um, I'm working on a new listing in Lafayette Park, Mies van der Rohe, close to my heart, where I grew up. Just listed that today, so look for it. The address is 1401 Nicolette, priced at 329 an exceptional value for the location great location as well as the conditions so again if you need to get out in, in, in contact with me regarding it in my listings please reach out to me on my website www.lizindetroit.com or feel free to give me a call 313-617-2699 looking forward to talking with you guys and my next show i've got some great lineup for some other contractors um, coming up in the future to talk about some great rehab projects that they're working on on homes and various projects in the city so look forward to talking with you again soon And once again, just to remind people, you can follow Liz on Twitter at Liz, L-I-Z, in Detroit. And you can follow her on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Liz in Detroit. Thanks, guys. This is a previously recorded episode.